Well, hello, y'all. This is Lee Whaley at crusadingforchrist.com. Still working on that, too. Anyway, I just want to talk to you today about something. I know we're going to... We're working on the Bible study. Still doing that. Please don't give up. It ain't as easy as you think. I want to be. I want to be completely in, you know, in order. Anyway, but listen, I want to remind every one of you out there, um, Christians and you non-Christians that will maybe be listening to this right today. I don't know. I hope you do listen to it. I hope if you're not a Christian, or if you say you're a Christian but you don't live the life, <laughs> which is the same. Um, you know, saying, well, I'm a Christian and you live like hell. Probably you're not. And I don't mean to be critical. I'm just being honest um, with you. That's all. But I want to show you something. This is this stuff is so absolutely remarkable. The Bible teaches us, even in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth. And, and you know, scientists try to tell us billions and billions. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk to you about what the scripture says. Now you got to understand God created everything in six days. And on the seventh day, the Bible says that he rested. And then he goes into detail, kind of goes back into, back into the way he did what he did. And then he comes to the uh, chapter th three, after he's told Adam and Eve, you know, where they could do what they could live, how they could live the fellowship they were having, the dominion over the animals, over everything. In other words, God gave them absolute power over everything. And the dominion was man over the earth, God over man, and and the fellowship was going to be sweet, and the fellowship was going to be good, and God was going to bless them, bless the fruit of their womb, bless their children, and we were going to live happily ever after in this Kumbaya Garden of Eden. And then, of course, it would have grown out to what it is today. But in chapter 3, something amazing happens. And I know for you that read the Bible, have read the Bible, and studied the Bible, you know what chapter 3 is. Chapter 3 is a spot in the very beginning. I mean, we're talking about Genesis 1, 2, 3. The Bible says the serpent was the most subtle beast in the garden, in the field. Many believe that he even at this time uh, stood up probably on two legs, possibly. Because when God curses him, if you remember, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but he, when God curses the devil, he tells him you're going to crawl on your belly all the days of your life. And you're going to eat dust, is what he told the devil, the serpent. So he had to be kind of standing up, and he was the most beautiful beast in the, the garden. And he had the ability to talk uh, and communicate because that's what he does. And it says he was the most subtle beast. Subtle, subtle. that means he was just kind of con right off the bat conniving and uh, <laughs> all those kind of things that go with, with the, the devil. He's a liar. And, and we'll get into all that, but not right now. But I want, you, I want you to see the same lies, the same lies that are being told right now, right now on TV every day. Every day the same lies are coming out of the mouths of politicians and they're the same lies that the devil told Adam and Eve. Now, he said, well, he didn't tell Adam, he told Eve. Eve told Adam, the devil told her. Somewhere or another, you just have to stop blaming somebody, right? But the, but the authority was on Adam. You are the one that God pointed. And he says, when you do this, you're going to die. What? Eat of the tree of good, of good and evil or knowledge. 
And so the devil comes up to Eve, and we all know the story, but I want to talk to you about it. It says that the serpent was the most subtle beast in the field, and that um, he says to this woman, he says to her, yes, as God said, yes, as God said, and he tells her, yeah, God said. And you see, that's what the devil, I'm going to go a little, a little bit at a time, but I want you to catch these things. The devil says, yeah, he says this. God says this. Yes, as God said. Uh, and when the, when the serpent says God said, if you remember, and I'm going to jump over, I'm not chasing rabbits, I'm trying to make a point. When Jesus fasted day, for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, before, actually before he started his ministry, is what he was doing. And uh, the serpent came to Jesus. If you remember, he used the word of God. He used the Bible and said, God has said, you know, the Lord, the, it is written, it is written, you know, man shall not live by bread and all of those things. Okay, so the serpent's ways have not changed. He just, his tactics are still the same. The conditions are different, but, they, but anyway, so he comes to this woman and he says, yes, as God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And here's, here's where the mistake happens. The woman starts arguing back. And the woman said unto the serpent, well, we may eat of every tree, of every fruit tree, uh, of all the fruits in the garden. But of the fruit of which is in the midst of the garden, which is in the middle of the garden, God says you shall not eat of it for the day that you do, or touch it even, even touch it. You're going to die. And listen to what the serpent says. This, there's the lie. And the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. Why did he tell her that? Why did he tell her that you're not going to die? Because he is anti-Christ. You see, he, he's been that way ever since he was thrown out. And if you, and one day we'll talk about that in Isaiah 14, where Satan himself was the highest archangel in heaven. And God gave him the ability to be over the whole, the whole angelic host. And he was the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, Lucifer. He was fourth in command. But... In Isaiah 14, he was thrown out, and, we'll, and you read that on your own. I won't keep talking about this. But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit that's in the trees, he said, listen, in the midst of that garden, you're not going to, can't, we can't eat of that. Uh, God says if we do, we're going to die. Now, I want to ask you a question. Did they really understand the word die? I, I don't know. Did, did Adam and Eve understand that word die? You're going to die. And uh, and I wonder about that because they were they were literally created to live eternally. That's right. When God created Adam, He created Adam to live eternal. He He gave him a, a glorified body, so to speak, right there. Because it wasn't until after the fact, after the lie, after the after the sin, that the body died. And uh, listen to what He says. And the serpent says to woman, "You're not going to die." Well, you see, here's a here's what the devil's doing today. The devil's telling the people the same lies. But the church has gotten so watered down and so soft on this stuff that they don't want to hurt nobody's feelings and they don't want to hurt nobody's, you know, they don't want to, you know, anybody that doesn't believe in God and the atheists and the agnostics and the, and the cults and all the occults, um, you know, they don't, want to, they don't want to really upset them. I want to upset you. You know why? Because this is the most important thing that you'll ever do. This is the most important this is the most important decision you'll ever make. And if you don't make the right decision, you're going to pay for it through eternity. That means forever. The life on this earth, if you're lucky, you'll live to be 80 years old. If you're lucky. 
or 84. Let's just say 84. They can give you a couple new hearts and maybe a new liver and a new something else and, you know, prolonged death. But you're going to die. You see, I know I'm going to die. I mean, I understand that. I've been, I even died once in a car wreck and I've been close to it with cancer and all these other things. But I'm not talking about that. But one day this whole body's going to lay down and it's going to die. I know it's going to die. <laughs> but see, the devil doesn't tell the whole truth. He just tells a half truth. He says to her, he says, well, God's, God's basically lying to you because uh, if you eat of it, you're not going to die. For God, here's what he says, for God does know this. He tells this to Eve. God does know this, that in the day you eat of it, in uh, verse 5 of chapter number 3, he says, if the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And, listen, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Adrian Rogers says something that was very interesting one time. I heard him say it. He said, either God has created man or man has created God. It's got to be one or the other because, how, I mean, for the most part, most people believe in a God or a higher power, some which way or another. I mean, only the, there's very, in numbers, there's only very few atheists. And you would think they, they dominate the world the way they teach in these universities, atheists and agnostics. Does that make you mad? It does me, anyway. So, so the, de the, the, the devil tells a woman, you're, you're not going to die. He says, as a matter of fact. You're going to be just like God. You're going to know like God. You're going to be able to act like God. You're going to do things that you just can't believe because God's telling you not to do it because he don't want you to be that way. No, sir. No, ma'am. When God tells us something, it's for our own good. It's for our own good. And when the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life, that's what he meant. Now, this is going to, I've got so much to do. This is going to be like three different parts. But I want to get this foundational truth down right here. The devil is a liar. I want you to look in John 8:44. John 8:44. And that's where that that's in John 8:44 is where it tells us um that the the Bible says in John 8:44 he's talking to the he is talking directly to the Pharisees. And he tells the Pharisees and the Sadducees and those religious bunch uh there that day he says, "You know what? They were talking to him. Let me just get to it. I just want to read it verbatim. Um, they they were asking him. They were telling him they were of their father Abraham and all that. Okay. And verse 43 says, Why don't you understand my speech, even because you can't hear it? And see, let me tell you something. People that aren't saved are, are spiritually deaf. They're spiritually blind. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, the Bible says, If our gospel is hidden, it is hid to those that are lost. And who the God of this world, which is Satan, has blinded the minds of them that believe not, unless the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which is the image of God, should shine upon them. So I want you to get something down real straight right here. We're going to get it down flat out. The devil is a liar. A liar. And the Bible says in John 8, 44, here's what he said. Tells these religious bunch that are really trying to persecute him. He says, the reason you do not understand my speech even now because you can't hear my word. He says, you are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father will you do. He said, he was a murderer from the beginning, Cain and Abel. And there's no truth in it. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. 
because he is a liar and the father of this. And he says, I tell you this, I tell you this truth that because you don't believe me. He says, I'm telling you something that you're not even going to believe. And uh, anyway, so the devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. And getting back to Adam and Eve, when you go back to the Garden of Eden, it's the same lie. Now you say, well, that kind of, got, got, when Adam sinned, he didn't die immediately. No, he didn't. As a matter of fact, he died immediately spiritually. Spiritually, he died immediately. You right? You understand? Spiritually, the minute he, he sinned and, and, uh, and he ate of the fruit of the tree of good and evil, the Bible says that his eyes were opened. What eyes? His spiritual eyes. His spiritual eyes. And his physical now, he sees himself naked and he sees Eve naked. And he goes and he hides from God. And that's exactly what sin will do. It will make you hide from God. And when you hear this, when you hear Bible messages, when you hear Kevin Williams preach the Word of God, and, or any great preacher that's out there preaching the Word of God, I mean, there's some good ones out there, and they're preaching the Word of God. And conviction comes on you. And you're not saved, and you know you're not. And you know you're not saved because you know you're not living right. Now, listen, I'm not judging you. The Bible does that. I'm just telling you like it is. I want this series I'm fixing to do on, on the devil here. I want you to understand he's going to attack me. I mean, I know he is. I know he's going to attack me with everything within him. But thank God, God is my father. And he's going to help me through this, I know. Uh, and I pray to God. And you need to be praying for me. Matter of fact, we need to pray right now. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, I just ask in Jesus Christ's name. For everybody that's under my voice right now, even myself, I know that I'm, I'm vulnerable, God. I know that I'm not anything when it comes to fighting against Satan and the devil himself and the demons. But God, greater is he that's in me, 1 John chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, says, I have overcome because you overcame it, and greater is he that's in me than he that's of the world. And Lord, I pray the blood of Christ on my life and on my family, on my children, on my grandchildren, on my friends. Lord, I pray the blood of Jesus Christ on us, Lord, that you'll protect us and lead God and direct us in all that we do. And Father, we look around us today, we are in a battle. There's a battle going on not just for the souls of men and women, but for the soul of this nation. Right here, we're at the crossing point. We're at a stop, Lord. And we're right at Caleb Barnea in the Old Testament when, when Joshua and, and those went up against the land of Canaan out of the wilderness journey. Lord, please help us and protect us in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. I really and truly believe that if you do anything for God, the devil's going to attack you. The reason you say, well, I'm not, I don't have any trouble with the devil because you ain't doing nothing. And I don't mean to be ugly. I don't mean to be ugly. I'm just being honest with you. You've got to, you got to work quiet today, the Bible said, for the night cometh when no man's going to be able to work. And our time is running out, folks. And I just want to start out with this series on the devil, letting you understand that Satan is working hand over fist 24-7 to destroy and to tear up and to steal and kill and destroy, just like in John 10, 10 says. But we've got to be, as the church of Jesus Christ, we've got to be praying for these great leaders. Franklin Graham's going to have a, a parade or a, a walk up in um, Washington, D.C. I wish I could be there. I can't, I can't even afford to go to Douglasville, hardly so. Excuse me. So, but pray for him and all those people that show up. Pray for our president, President Trump. 
I mean, they have been trying to destroy him since he come down those stairs uh, at his hotel there. And we've seen that. But we are in a warfare, and the warfare is real, and it's, real, it's getting heav heavier and harder. So what I want you to do is I want you to pray for us. But I want you to listen to me just a couple more things, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is going to be it. No, 16 minutes is it. All right, this is all I'm going to do for right now. Listen, I love you all. Pray for me, and I'll have another one here in a, in a day or two. So bye for now. Have a great day.